Welcome to the Fearless and Successful Podcast, brought to you by Coach D. That is me, and it is designed for changemakers just like you. I am an international success and business coach, and I love, love, love supporting you on your journey to ultimate health, happiness, and freedom. I obsess on all things mindset mastery and business strategy that allow you to design the life on your own terms. This podcast will be led through my three P's, productivity, purpose, and profit, and I will do my best to bring you the industry leaders on these topics, and I am also going to provide you with solo episodes where I'm going to talk about these three P's. If you are ready to dream big, plan for success, and impact the world, let's get this party started. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you are listening to another Fearless and Successful show. I'm your host, Dee, and of course, I am bringing you the joy of life itself. I'm bringing you a beautiful human being that I just got to meet, but I feel so much in peace to have this conversation because her presence is pure. I feel pure love. So I have Erin McCullough coming all the way from Portland. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. I'm wonderful. How are you? I am great. So you're just starting your day and we are wrapping up um, this Thursday. So and because you're starting your day, I want to know how did your day started? <laughs> So every day for me starts with a visualization and meditation. Um, it's a practice that I've been practicing for several years and one that I teach clients because I believe that uh, the purpose of why we're here is to grow spiritually. And um, part of that understanding is being in the present moment. And when we learn to shut our mind off, then we can be here now. Oh, that's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing this. And yeah. today you are a coach, you're a mentor, you're a thought leader. You, you work with people all around the world, I assume, to bring that joy. But where, does, where has your story started? What got you to, I always love to ask coaches, like, what was that moment when you said, oh, this is my life purpose. I want to be a coach. <clears throat> um. So for me, it's kind of three-pronged, this story. It started with couples therapy, um, where I created an anxiety disorder, um, which I know sort of flies in the face of <laughs> going to therapy. Um, but what happened is our first session, I had a panic attack. And from there, the um, counselor recognized it and explained what it was because I'd never had one before. And uh, asked if I wanted to do some individual counseling. And I opted to do that. And through the process of uh, retelling my traumatic uh, story, childhood story, um, the anxiety began to be overwhelming. And so I started having more and more panic attacks um, to the point where my life just began to get narrower and narrower. I stopped doing things that I loved, like running and because I was having panic attacks during all these things and I stopped working 
And um, I eventually ended up holding myself up in my home for nearly a year about, and I was still, you know, going to the grocery store and going to my counselor, but that was it. And um, about nine months into that, my counselor sent me to a homeopathic psychiatrist who gave me a remedy that um, navigated the chemical piece, but I still had the work to do on the emotional, mental, spiritual side. And so while I felt like I had a new lease on life, um, I still had some work to do. The, I wasn't having the anxiety, but I was definitely able to create it over and over again. So um, I did just that. I moved to a small town in Hawaii thinking that, you know, a simpler life would make it better. And lo and behold, I was still there <laughs> creating all the things behind the scenes. I started a business immediately that took off like gangbusters. And um, I was, you know, stressed out, overwhelmed, a lot of anxiety. Um, and about 10 years into that business, I had a, a defining moment. Um, a client had called and she was super upset. And I told her I'd be right over. And I raced over to a friend's house to drop my daughter off. And I backed into her driveway and I sideswiped my car on her husband's truck. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, but I got to go. And I came back a few, excuse me, a few hours later. And um, she had let me know that her husband was under the truck when I hit it. And he thought it was going to land on him. And it just rocked me to my core. And I thought, this is not okay to live this way, frantic and stressed out and overwhelmed all the time. So then I dove headfirst into uh, self-development and, you know, going to seminars and reading books and, um, and then, if, and I started to make some changes and they started to feel better. And, and I recognized there was another life to have. Um, and then I found myself in a divorce uh, a few years later and it just leveled me. And I, I just, you know, I thought I spent all this money on self-development and going to these seminars and all this time. And I didn't have any real strategies. And um, so then a series of crazy things happened. Um, I picked up a book that um, maybe you've heard of it. It's called The Course of Miracles. And um, it's, you know, 365 passages meant to be like a year long journey. And um, a month in, I was kind of like, you know, this is interesting, but it's not really like moving the dial for me. And then month two, a very strange thing happened. I started to read the book and every day the passage was, had these words. It was like, they were in bold popping up off the page. Like the path is joy. The answer is joy, joy, joy. I just kept seeing joy. And I have no idea if that was actually in the book. I mean, I assume it was. And um, I went, okay. Finally, I was like, okay, I get it. The word is joy. The answer is joy. But how do I find this? And uh, then I received an email from a gentleman that I had met through a seminar company. And he had a seminar coming up. And I bought it sight unseen, went to it. And it was a day-long um, seminar on a visualization process that he teaches. I went home. I was so excited about it. I went home and my entire life lined up. My business that had been for sale for nine months with no bites, no interest, um, sold within a week um, over bidding wars. And um, I went back and trained under him to teach his regular seminar. Um, and I came in front of my first group of people that I was teaching and 
it was like I had this download from everything that I had ever done, everything I'd ever read, every experience I'd ever had just like came to me at that moment. I went, ah, this is my purpose. I'm supposed to teach people how to find their joy, cultivate it daily and live the life they're meant to live in joy now. And, and as it were, I met the love of my life and, um, that's how I ended up in Portland. <laughs> so that is my journey um, to this moment. Oh, wow. What a, what a great story. Um, we could go in so many different, different directions, but it's like, like one question that you had, like, how do I find this? Like it was there. It was like really pointing at you, the word joy. And a lot of people, they are seeking that joy. They are seeking that, you know, probably most of us are, are just trying to find that source of happiness and joy. And you found it by, I, I think that it's also like every, every time you declare it, it's like, you know, you get, you said you, it's this download, but it's also like when you declare it and you're clear what it is that you are looking for, you will get a clear sign that, it is here. It is available to you, right? When you are clear about the, the outcome you want to have. But I also do feel that, and you, you, you can have a different theory. I experienced in my life that it is actually our, our choice mm. to, to be happy, to have joy. Um, it's available right here, right now to, to everyone. Yeah. And I mean, I like to delineate out the difference between or what I see the difference between happiness and joy is happiness is based on external events that's or mm -hmm. things, right? It's, oh, I got a new car. It's exciting. It's a new car. Eventually, it just becomes a car a week later, a month later, a year later. It's just a car it gets you from A to B. Joy is an internal experience that you can create over and over again. And that is, you know, it includes things like exuberance and excitement and jumping up and down, but it's not always just that it's peace of mind and meaning and stillness and calm. And those are aspects that, you know, change the game for people, you know, when you can just be still in a moment and do nothing and think nothing and just be like that, it has the nuances of it are just so incredibly um, meaningful. And it's difficult to explain sometimes to people because we, um, I don't know about there, but here we live in a society where we are rewarded for being super busy. Like that's some sort of badge of honor. Like my calendar is so full, I couldn't possibly do, you know, whatever. And, um, and I function very differently from that. I, you know, when people say, gosh, I'm so busy, I just say to myself and sometimes to them, especially if they're coaching clients, why, why are you that busy? Because I think we spend a lot of our time. No, I know we spend a lot of our time trying to avoid emotions, you know, being, in whatever is going on for you. And that's, you know, the, what I'm teaching people is how do I get out of the habit of being in reaction to emotionally, to people and circumstances, to just being 
And those, you know, circumstances and people are going to happen, but recognizing why you're in reaction so that you can choose, like you said, you can choose not to be in reaction, which is that joy piece. Um, the happiness is the fleeting, right? It's the, I crossed the finish line. It's like, I got the goal, but it, it goes away quickly. It's not a, it doesn't stay. Oh yeah. When you put it like this, yeah, it totally makes super sense. Um, and I love that you are saying, yeah, we are a culture of overachievers and hustlers and yeah, I've been myself in that mode for a long time because I grew up as a as an immigrant daughter and you know, my parents raised me as a you know you, you need to study hard you need to work hard to be successful and that's just just you know that hustling mentality of doing 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 which mm. at the end led to burnout and just being exhausted and being feeling resentful um and when I I got to this path where I was more being like being present with myself and really enjoying myself, like my thoughts, even if they are, and this is my next question. This was actually like what I wanted to ask. Even if I feel, I want to say negative emotions because emotions always, they do tell you something. They're always valid and valuable. Mm -hmm. um, do you, do you, think that or what is your opinion on this uh, when you have a negative emotion um when you are sad or you know overwhelmed or you know just whatever can you still find joy at that moment and how do you go from that you know feeling the feeling that it's not or the time positive we think like, like you need to be joy comes always for feeling positive you know but I do feel sad sometimes um, yeah. does that exclude joy no well I'll say see there's two things I'll say um, again like I said you know we spend the majority of our time trying not to feel emotions mm -hmm. and so we're um, you know basically socialized to not feel them. But I wanted to talk about that positivity thing. I call that positive shaming, right? It's like this idea that if we, you know, turn that around, that it'll be positive. You know, if we say it in a positive way, it'll have an impact. The reality is, is there are things that happen in our lives that don't feel good mm -hmm. and they're okay. It's fine. You don't have to make them positive. But understanding where they come from, why they're there, that's the process is, you know, we have all these things that happen to us. We have a history. And when we're experiencing low, what I call low level emotions, which is anything that doesn't feel good, when we're experiencing those, that's our opportunity to look at that and go, ah, healing and growth can happen there. That's what that is. That's all that it is. It's not any more meaningful than that. I mean, and that's really meaningful because I believe we're here to grow spiritually. That is why we exist. That is our purpose here is to figure out what needs healing and grow from that. And that's it. And so when we know that and the emotions are what tell us that, then we can, you know, through strategies and process or whatever, look at that and, and deal with it instead of what we normally do, which is like, ah, that doesn't feel good. Let me 
you know, drink, do drugs, uh, you know, get involved in social media overly or binge watch TV or, um, or this, you know, uh, sort of, um, over busy schedule thing. That's the same thing. Mm -hmm. This, you know, putting your kids before yourself, same thing. It's Mm -hmm. all about not experiencing what's going on for you. But when you understand that those emotional experiences are warranted because of your history and your doorway to healing and growth, then it becomes less about making it positive and more about going, oh, okay, there's something there, right? So then we can take that negative charge off of it and just go, oh, that does not feel good. And we can sit in it and go, okay. And through that process of recognizing that, that's emotional awareness, sitting in it, and being curious and in wonder about why that is, not trying to find the answers or the solution, just going, okay, there's this thing here, there's this hurt. It might be based on something that happened in the past, clue likely is, and and then just allow it to be, then we can heal and grow just like that. It's not any more complicated than that. I'm not saying it's easy, it's simple, but it's not easy, but it's recognizing emotional awareness, oh, I don't feel good. I wonder why that is. Let me be curious about that. Let me be the detective of what might be the thoughts that are going on now that I'm having the experience and what led to that? Like, what were the thoughts I had prior to that so that I can see, oh, so when somebody says something like this, that makes me not feel good. I wonder what that is about me versus what most people will do as the victim stance of, that person said this thing and they made me feel this way. I'm seeing shift that around to a responsible place and say, wow, that person said this and I'm feeling this way. What, where am I here? Like what's happening for me? Not about them, about me. What's going on for me? Wow. So beautiful. And I, I'm actually smiling because I got an aha moment and I want to challenge you if I may uh, because I experienced something recently like this was a really recent event where I was in the project it was a planned project where we you know it was that timeline it was not only dependent on me I had a partner and all of these you know team and it was good. I was in a flow. I had so much fun during that project. It was like, it was good because we had goals and all this stuff. It was for three week intense work. Mm. After that, I took a break and I literally, I, I, for five hours, I cried. I cried mm. so hard because I, one, what you said, I, I, I haven't even realized that, that might be a spiritual growth that was happening, but I was not giving it a moment to feel it during that process. But I, I felt like this is, this is my next level of being. Um, I went through the process. Why am I feeling like, like this? Why, why, why? And I couldn't discover why. Why after this three weeks of intense work, I almost crashed and I felt, yes, I feel the growth, but it's still so painful. And yeah, why, and did, how, how would I took the time? Sorry, yeah, sorry. How would no. I like manage to, if these are like projects that you already, it's not only you who can, you know, it's not about you. It's always like, you know, a team. 
how would you take the time to feel all the low lows um, and the high highs in the midst of it and not crash afterwards? Yeah, I mean, so along with society, you know, teaching us how to not have emotions, <laughs> like ever. I mean, it starts at a young age, right? It's like, you're little, you fall and you scrape your knee and, oh, it's okay, honey, don't cry, right? And it goes from there. Like, and, and I think people will start to recognize it like, oh, that's right. Like, you know, uh, you know, put on your big girl panties and, and get to going, you know, um, I think that's been the message this whole time. And so when we can recognize that it's okay to have, I mean, we, and then, you know, in society and then you get into business and then you're not allowed to cry in a boardroom. You're not allowed to, you know, get upset and, or, you know, lose it in front of a employee or a client or a whatever. Um, you know, those things happen because we've bottled it up and tamped it down for so, so long. Right. And that three week period, you tamped down emotions just enough to push, push, push. And I would say, um, if we can check in with ourselves and go, okay, where am I at today? If I can get super intentional about everything that I'm doing and why I'm doing it um, and get that focus throughout the project versus, um, you know, tamping down and moving and moving and moving, um, it just makes for a better experience. Like I'm all about how can I change the experience that I'm having I'm not about like, how can I make, you know, get you to make seven figures and do all these things and create these goals and crush them and do all of that. Like I did all that already. And that was wonderful. And, um, I did, I had those experiences that you were talking about all the time because I was like crushing and crushing. And it's like, um, that's not the, um, the experience that we're meant to have here in this life. It is the experience that society would tell you you're supposed to have, but the actual experience is more like, how can I so intentionally go through my life so clearly know why I'm doing what I'm doing that I can touch on it throughout each project, throughout each day, focus in, have present moment reminders and, um, refocus, you know, throughout a day versus like building up like that. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. I love it how you put it. Like, I love the intentionality because I'm all about being intentional. Um, I do believe that everything happens through intent, whether you want mm -hmm. it or not, it's always the intent. Um, <laughs> so we, we might be intentional about our intent. Um, so <laughs> And I love what you said, like present moment reminders. I'm going to go tangible here. What would that, how would that look like? So if you, I would be your client. So what would you say to me? Like, okay, check in. So Eric, how do I check in with myself? What are these, you know, present moment reminders that I can implement for all our listeners as well? Not just for me. Like, what are these like daily check-ins that we can install and implement right here, right now? Yeah, there's two present moment exercises that I teach and they're very simple. And, um, and I would say do them as often as you need. Anytime you feel like you're, you know, 
in resistance, butting up against something, things aren't flowing well. Um, for me, one that I turn to often is I have a plant on my desk and I look at it and I'll just say, okay, I need a moment. I'll look at the plant and just wonder, right? I wonder why it has that red around the leaf. You know, I wonder why it's this green color. It's so pretty. Like, look at all those veins in there. I wonder how much sunlight it needs. I wonder how much actual water it needs. I wonder if I say nice things to it, if it will grow. I wonder, you know, and so you just start that conversation with the plant and you're just so focused in on the plant that nothing else can come into that. And just wow. in that, like, it only takes a moment, literally like a minute. And then you're like, oh, okay, I feel better. Okay. Now I can get back to what it was that I was doing. It's and like kids, those... you know, when you observe kids, like when they, when they see a snail, <laughs> like this literally happens weeks ago with my daughter, she's five and she, she saw this snail. I don't know even how to call it in, in, in Swedish, we say like, um, Uh, a murder snail I don't know like and she was observing like why is he brown and why is he going so slowly and she was in the moment for three minutes and he until the snail moved and she was like there <laughs> she was so patient and so like in the moment and she was with yeah. that snail so beautiful yeah yeah children are I mean what a huge gift right mm -hmm. they show us all the time I mean First of all, my kid, she's 13. She never does things that don't make her feel good. Like she's constantly seeking feeling good. Yes. Like, hello, people. <laughs> This is what it's about. It's like yes. find stuff that makes you feel good all the time. And Why it's not crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not necessary to be, you know, grinding it out all the time and It's like, you know, I always tell my daughter, I'm like, we have to enact the five o'clock happy hour dance party, you know, throw on some music, dance around. I mean, sometimes I'll do that. If I have to shift energy or I have a lot of different things going on and I've got to shift energy, I'll throw on something that I know makes me want to dance. I'll get up, we'll dance around the house and then I'll get back to work. Like these are silly um, things, but they do matter. And the other present moment reminder that I teach is a, it's a five, four, three, two, one about the five senses. So five things that I can see right now. So let's take a moment. Like I'll sit in my desk or in my chair on my desk and I'll go, oh, I can see the plant. I can see the, right. And then four things that I can hear. Often I'll close my eyes because I want to hear things that are close by But I also want to hear, you know, the leaf blower that's like blocks away or the horn honking or the car going by, right? Because when you're listening for those things and you're shutting everything else out, that's being in that moment presently. When you can have those experiences, your body does not forget. So once you have experiences of stillness like that, remind yourself that stillness is available all the time. And when you train your brain to stillness, that's the experience going on behind the scenes all the time. And so that experience is of peace. Like this moment is okay, regardless of what's going on. I can just feel that the background says, 
nothing's going on. I learned from, um, you know, Eckhart Tolle. Yeah, he's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, one of the things he's always talking about. No, the power of now. Oh, why? why Yeah, the power of now. The The time is now. Yeah, this was another thing that I I just saw from, yeah, there was a coach. She actually has a watch where on her watch says time is now nothing else there's no clock <laughs> like oh, it's just nice. time is now so cool yeah that, I, oh my gosh I love that I love right? that <laughs> the power yeah mm-hmm. so he this is one of the most profound things that I learned from him was that everything is neutral we are the ones that bring to it Uh, you know, anxiety and stress and story about, you know, this person, that person, you know, we love to make up stories about things. Oh, that person said this, that must mean, you know, when we have no idea, (laughs) we think we know all the things. Um, Yeah. And so it's like, when you recognize that everything is actually neutral and we're the ones that bring emotion to it, then we can start to clue in, oh, well, if that's true, then why am I bringing stress or overwhelm to this, you know, Um, which is, you know, can be challenging for people to recognize and, and allow to be the truth for them. Because I think most people don't realize that they can control and are in control of their thoughts and their emotions. Um, I certainly was that way before I, um, you know, my whole day would be in reaction to people and circumstances all day long, every day. And that just creates a roller coaster. And that gives everyone else the power over you because if they can ruin your day, any moment, whereas if you take back that, you empower yourself to recognizing that, Oh, there were some thoughts that led to this experience. And what were those thoughts? And, Oh, I might be able to change them. You know, it's, we've practiced a lot of ways of being for a long time that don't serve the future that we'd like to have. Um, And when we can recognize what those are and we can recognize that we can change those thoughts little by little, the mood, the needle begins to move in the direction that we want. It's just, it's slightly. And so, because we don't get that big, sometimes aha or that huge spiritual download or whatever it is, we think progress is not being made, but it is being made. We are a different iteration of ourselves, like literally every moment and the best version every moment. So, you know, when you live that way and you recognize all these gifts that are being given to us all the time, these opportunities to practice being in ourselves versus being in our head, then um, it becomes a very different game this life. Yeah, I love this also reminded me uh, about um, so two things that you said, like power, you know, like owning your power, not giving your power away to someone else. Um, I think this is so huge because we always say even if we blame someone, we we or someone triggers us. Oftentimes we say they, it's their fault. Why is that their fault? You're literally giving your power away to someone else. Don't do that. Like or. I hear oftentimes like that's just not fair. (laughs) What is not fair? Like, you know, and I think that's, um, 
think it's a, from uh, Four Agreements from Don Miguel Ruiz. Like oh, he talks gosh, about that. that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. He talks about this one thing, you know, having this part, but also you are your best self every moment of your life. And we're mm. just so good at criticizing, be, being our best critics. Mm. So always. Like, Interestingly enough, that. I just read a newsletter about that um, because did I say read, wrote. Um, because what I recognized recently is why that is. It's because we've been taught to get external validation our entire mm -hmm. lives. Yes. Good job, honey. I'm proud of you, you know. And I had this aha moment when I was taking this, uh, or I was listening to this uh, webinar on parenting. And the woman said, you know, rather than say, I'm proud of you for, you know, making that goal or, you know, getting that grade or whatever it was to your kids, you might try asking, how do they feel about mm, it mm. so that they can? And so I would say as adults, because I grew up with looking for that validation from the adults in my life as a child, um, as adults, we can take that moment now and go, okay, I no longer have to look outside of myself in order to decide how I feel about this. So how am I feeling about this? You know, does it feel good to chase after money and things and those sorts of things? Maybe it does. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, does it feel good to have an impact in any particular niche that you work in? wonderful. If it doesn't, I would just say, maybe start looking elsewhere Yeah. for those, you know, deeper, meaningful moments and deeper, meaningful things, you know, where you get lost in whatever you're doing, where time doesn't matter. And you're just like, Oh, this is the thing that really lights me up. I'm going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. We don't often afford ourselves just even the time to, um, explore what those things might be. Um, mm. I know I certainly did, didn't. And, and why this is so important to me to have these conversations is because I didn't know there was another way. I thought the way I was doing it was the way. And what I realized is, although I had all the success, like I had the successful business, I had the money, I had the time flexibility, I had all the, you know, the houses and the cars and all the things and um, I was miserable. As I told you, I was frantic running around like a crazy person, you know, like who does these things? I think everybody does until mm -hmm. we have awareness, you know, and it is literally my goal to impact somebody with some nugget of something that they can understand that you can enjoy your life right at this moment. There's nothing that needs to happen in order for that. There's no amount of money. There's no car. There's no house. There's no, none of that is standing in the way. I think a lot of people put this off thinking when I have this thing, or when mm -hmm. I get to this level of success, or when I get to this place and happiness isn't, that's happiness. Joy is not located in those places. <laughs> and and that can be, that experience can be happening now. And I, I, it's so important that, that I share what I know because I didn't know it before. And, mm -hmm. and I hope that somebody can get that and 
do something with that and, and create some joy now That's on the so way to all those things. I love abundance too, you know, in all the things. I love that. So, yeah. And I do think that we just need to be more aware of, of that, that, that we can claim our joy now and it's not when then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that when then syndrome, when I'm going to be, you know, rich, then I'm going to give away money. Like you, if, you, if that makes you happy, like give a $1 to, you know, mm. to someone, it doesn't matter if that makes, and I think that, you know, you have so right when I, now I imagine my, my daughters and you're right, young kids, because they are not conditioned with all the external they do enjoy themselves most of the time so what 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 happened to us adults we just is that like a fear of being happy or joyful or having fulfillment No, you know, part of it is the brain. So the brain, how it works is it brings in information and then it like sorts it out and um, uses it, right? We don't want to reinvent the wheel over and over again. So it's like, I stick my hand on the stove, it's hot. I don't want to do that again. So I don't do it again. And the problem with that is, yeah, it doesn't, that doesn't work for people and circumstances. It works for things like that, very specific things where, you know, you know, physical harm might happen, but in terms of emotions and situations, um, the brain still likes to do that. Oh, I had the situation where this happened. And so the outcome was this. So we have this like formula that we think is how this life works. You know, it's X equals Y. I do this. This is the outcome. Mm-hmm. But I, I beg everybody to take a moment and think about where you thought you knew what the thing was that you were going to create by doing the action that you know creates this outcome. And I will tell you that 99% out of the time, that outcome does not happen. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't happen the way we think it's going to. What is that? That's the brain trying to categorize people and circumstances so that we're not reinventing the wheel, but it doesn't work that way because first of all, people are super nuanced and very complex. And so when you think you're dealing with the same person, you are not ever mm-hmm. like there is not no even yourself. Person. Not even yeah. your, I mean, oh, just okay. like I said, every moment we are a different, newer, better iteration of ourselves. And so it's, and the brain and the is brain, still a nation, like zero yeah. fight and fight mode. <laughs> the brain's going, oh, let me pull up the file that says this kind of person acts Here. this way. Mm-hmm. And then when they don't act that way, we don't go, wait, mm-hmm. we don't check ourselves and go, wait, that didn't happen. How are they didn't behave how I said they would. They mm-hmm. said they're conservative or I put them in the conservative box, but all of a sudden they're bungee jumping off the Grand Canyon wait, how come that doesn't fit in my conservative box? Because people are nuanced and complex. And so this, our brain likes to go to, how do I categorize and take in all this information and, um, you know, make every 
situation safe. Like the subconscious mind is interested in nothing but our survival. And so every time we try to include new information, it goes, wait a minute. No, we're doing fine right now. We don't need to add any new information. However, if you want to create a different experience, you've got to add new information. And so you can see just there how much resistance could possibly be to have any kind of change because the subconscious mind is going, no, wait, <laughs> we're fine. Nothing's happening to us now. We've got shelter. We've got food. Don't rock the boat. And I would say you have to rock the boat in order to create a different outcome. You cannot do status quo and create something different. And most people think they are creating something different, but they're not. They're creating the same over and over and over again, because we only, we've got to the level we can get by ourselves. This is why I became a coach, because we are just too close to ourselves to see what is going on with ourselves. I like to say we're in the jar trying to read the ingredients on the outside and we can't see it because the label is dark. So it's like, oh, we need, we need the input. It doesn't have to be a coach, but we need input from outside. You know, that's why deep, meaningful relationships are so important. Romantic relationships, strong friendships, uh, reading and taking it, you know, and seeking new information all the time because, I mean, I seek new information all the time, not only so that I can be of value to myself and grow personally, but so that I can provide that that information for my clients as well. Because we constantly should hone not as some sort of race to get anywhere, but because this is why we're here is to heal and grow. And that's mm. how we do it is by bringing in new information. Yeah. That's so cool. And, and, and I know because we are, if people who are listening to this podcast, they are geeks, they are nerds, they love to learn. And for me, <laughs> like that was like, you know, I met a coach and he said, from this point, you will unlearn everything. <laughs> like, what? I'm not gonna unlearn. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have a master's degree. Like, I'm not gonna unlearn. This, my knowledge is my power. And I realized that actually in an instant, we, our knowledge is not value if we don't use it. And in this day and age, if we don't use relevant knowledge and relevant information, you're, you're like, yeah, that's old school. <laughs> so you have, to, <laughs> you, know, you have to learn all of the time. I'm not saying like reinvent everything, but it's, you know, like you said, there are, people are changing. The, 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 the nation, like I feel that just now in this, this year, 2021, we are experiencing huge awakening um, mm. as a, as a human human beings. Like a huge what you are saying, like people are getting more and more aware that we are not human doings. We are human beings. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, just be like be more. You don't need to burn yourself out with doing the things that don't fulfill you and don't bring joy. Oh, this was so good. I got the aha moment. You definitely impacted me. Um, I, if you no, wouldn't mind, I'd like to just yeah. say something about that. You know, the uh, pandemic and all the things that happened. And, 
you know, everybody was, you know, a lot of people had a lot of stress and anxiety over all the things and probably still are. And now things are opening up. So there's more stress and anxiety. But my point is not about that. My point is that um, what I want to help people understand is that um, right now it's that, but when this is done, it'll be something else. So that internal journey that you, that we are on in order to grow spiritually, when you can get solid in that, again, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. And, and the experience that you've had maybe over the last year or whatever, if it's not a good experience, that's not going away either, right? So it's right now it's focused on this, but it's, it'll be focused on something else. And so that healing and growth, when you can do it internally, then you no longer have to be in reaction to whatever is the next thing. And I don't think people understand that. They think that anxiety and stress and overwhelm and all that is situational. And it's not. That is internal. That is you creating that. And I don't mean that in a blame or shame kind of a way. I want to empower you to recognize that you can control how you're feeling and I think that's super important to know that that's possible. Yeah, thank you for that reminder. Huge, huge thing. Because yeah, you, you're right. It's like like you said, you know, it's it's crazy to expect different results if you don't change the root cause. Yeah, it, it's doing same thing over and over again will not give you different outcome, different results. Yeah. So good. Um, Aaron, this was so good. I, I wish I had like two hours more to, because <laughs> I, I feel that this is just coming up in more juiciness. But I would love our uh, audience and listeners to invite to check you on other social media of your preference. Yeah. Where do you hang the most time uh, where they can, you know, oh, I want to check more about Erin. Um, I love Instagram. So I post maybe a video a week that has, you know, strategies or things to think about. Um, and I post, you know, inspirational uh, memes on my stories, like throughout the day. And, um, and I just think that's a wonderful platform that you can curate, you know, positivity on. Um, and so definitely anybody can reach out to me. My handle is um, Erin, uh, E-R-I-N-M-A-C-L-L-C. And um, you can DM me or respond to something that seems meaningful to you. Um, I love to engage with people. And I think it's just so wonderful that we have platforms like that, that we can literally engage with people around the world. Yeah. So cool. And uh, we're going to link all the other platforms that Erin is present on, but make sure to check her on Instagram. I will sure do that. Um, and if people want to go a little bit further, you know, um, they want to maybe try to work with you. What would that look like? So whenever I'm on podcasts, I always give away a free call. So if anything that we talked about resonates with you, and let me just tell you, this is not a sales call. I'm not about, um, you know, trying to get you to do anything other than enjoy your life now. 
Um, mm-hmm. If through that call, you decide that you do want to take that deep dive in and figure out like, what are some of the strategies I might be able to use regularly to have a different or better experience? Wonderful. Otherwise, I love to connect with people. I like to share some strategy that I think will be meaningful based on the conversation that we're having and send you along your way. Yeah, so beautiful. Thank you so much for being so diligent. Yeah, I think that people need to be heard. I think you are giving uh, people like just a nice feeling of, yeah, I'm here to listen to you. <laughs> like I listen to my plans. And that, <laughs> I, 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 I got the feeling that you are um, a powerful coach that can listen to people. And yeah, we oftentimes oh. don't acknowledge that, that we need someone who will take care of us. Thank you so much. Is there anything that I forgot to ask you or you wanted to mention and you didn't get an opportunity and you would want to do that now? All I'd like to tell people is that I believe it is our birthright to be in joy almost exclusively. So if that's not the experience that you're having, please seek to find that experience. It exists. It is available to anyone no matter the circumstance. And um, I just want to encourage people to find that person um, and, and, and take the leap and, and start to experience joy in your life now. Yeah, super powerful. Joy is there for you too. Thank you so much, Erin, for being with us. Um, yeah, let's help people find that joy. Thanks. Thank you for the opportunity. I do appreciate it. thank you so much fearless soul for taking the time to jump in today and listen to this episode i know your time is the most valuable asset so i don't take this lightly as a sign of appreciation i would love to give you free access to my 21 day mindset mastery and business strategy program all you need to do is take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in eg stories Until next time, dreamer.